ಗಣೇಶಾಯ ನಮಃ ಶ್ರೀ ಸರಸ್ವತೀ ನಮಃ ಶ್ರೀ ಸದ್ಗುರುಭ್ಯೋ ನಮಃ ಸಮಸ್ತಜನಕಲ್ಯಾಣ ನಿರತ ಕರುಣಾಮಯ ನಮಿ ಚಿನ್ಮಯ ಸದ್ಗುರು ಬ್ರಹ್ಮ ವಿದ್ವರ ಮನೋಜವಾರುದತುಲ್ಯವೇಗ ಜಿತೇಂದ್ರಿಯ ಬುದ್ಧಿಮತಾಂಬರಿಷ್ಟ ವಾತ್ಮಜಂಬಾನರಯೂತಮುಖ್ಯೀರಾಮದೂತ ಶಿರಸ ನಮಿ ಸಂತೋಷಿಣೀ ಜಗನ್ಮಾತ ಮಮ ಸೌಭಾಗ್ಯವೃದ್ಧೇ ನಮಸ್ಕರೋಮಿ ಭಕ್ತ ಪ್ರಸನ್ನ ವರದಾಭವ ಶಂಕರ ಶಂಕರಾಚಾರ್ಯ ಕೇಶವ ವಾದರಾಯಣ ಸೂತ್ರಭಾಷ್ಯವೋ ವಂದೇ ಭಗವಂತೋ ನಃ ಪುನಃ ಓಂ ನಮ ಪ್ರಣವಾಯ ಶುದ್ಧಜ್ಞಾನೈಕಮೂರ್ತ ನಿರ್ಮಲಾಯ ಪ್ರಶಾಂತಾಯ ದಕ್ಷಿಣಾಮೂರ್ತ ನಮಃ ಮೂಕಂಕರೋತಿಚಾಲ ಪಂಗಂ ಲಿಂಗಯತೆ ಗಿರಿಂ ಯತ್ಕೃಪಾತಮಕಂ ವಂದೇ ಪರಮಾನಂದಮಾಧವ ಸಚ್ಚಿದಾನಂದಯ ವಿಶ್ವೋತ್ಪತ್ತಿ ಹೇತವೆ ತಾಪತ್ರಯ ವಿನಾಶಾಯ ಶ್ರೀಕೃಷ್ಣಾಯ ವೀಲಾಂಬುಜಶ್ಯಾಮಳಕೋಮಳಂಗಂ ಸೀತಾಸಮಾರೋಪಿತಾಗಂ ಪಾಣೋ ಮಹಾಸಾಯಕಚಾರುಚಾಪಂ ನಮಿ ರಾಮಂ ರಘುವಂಶನಾಥ ವಿ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಕಂಪ್ಲೀಟೆಡ್ ದಿ ಫಿಫ್ತ್ ಚಾಪ್ಟರ್ ಭಗವದ್ಗೀತಾ ನಾವ್ ಎಂಟರ್ ದಿ ಸಿಕ್ಸ್ ಚಾಪ್ಟರ್ ವಿಚ್ ಇಸ್ ಕಾಲ್ ಧ್ಯಾನ ಯೋಗ ಆರ್ ಆತ್ಮ ಸಂಯಮ ಯೋಗ ಬೋತ್ ವರ್ಡ್ಸ್ ಇಂಡಿಕೇಟ್ಸ್ ಧ್ಯಾನ ಅಂಡ್ ಆತ್ಮ ಸಂಯಮ ಬೋತ್ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಮೆಡಿಟೇಷನ್ ಧ್ಯಾನ ಅಂಡ್ ಆತ್ಮ ಸಂಯಮ ಬೋತ್ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಮೆಡಿಟೇಷನ್ Now, this sixth chapter is going to be elaborately and comprehensively deal with an important spiritual sadhana named meditation. Dhyanam or meditation. Now, <coughs> all of you must have come with a lot of expectation. <coughs> Because meditation is the most important advertised uh, topic now in this world 
say it is good for your blood pressure good for your stress management good for being cheerful happy <laughs> and good for so many things and it is very well advertised and so much so that nowadays so many things are available in the name of meditation there are meditation soaps are available incense are available tapes are available mats are available <coughs> and uh, there are some cds also if you put that on then you know you can meditate <coughs> like this, there are so many uh, things that you can you google it you will you just write meditation then you will be surprised how many things are there <coughs> but we are going to see something different what is the real purpose of meditation what exactly bhagwan teaches this is from the horse mouth <laughs> so directly from bhagwan what exactly this teaching this is what we are going to teach here so i am going to tell you what meditation is not so before going into the text proper we will have some basic idea of meditation as given in the upanishads because bhagavad gita is based upon the upanishad sarvo upanishado gavo dukdha kopalanandana so all upanishads are like compared here with cows and bhagwan krishna being the gopala gopala nandana cowherd boy he has milk the essence of upanishad and given to us and that is bhagavad gita <coughs> therefore we should understand very clearly what is the role of meditation in spiritual sadhana we should also clearly know what meditation is not meant for because there are so many <coughs> ideas and misconceptions floating in this world regarding the role of meditation therefore we shall see first what is not meant for meditation first of all we should know that meditation is not a means for liberation this is what generally we think that through meditation i can gain liberation don't get disappointed now you all come <laughs> so he'll tell you what is liberation and how meditation helps for liberation that is different but sitting in meditation don't think that you realize that is the point <coughs> because according to the upanishad teaching upanishad teaching liberation is not a goal to be accomplished <laughs> liberation is our own intrinsic nature it is a siddha vastu already accomplished vastu something that is already you have and something that already you possess you don't have to achieve it. you don't have to get it you don't have to reach it it is not a destination realization is not a destination 
So since moksha is already accomplished fact, it is a matter of owning or knowing. And therefore, the Upanishad clearly say, knowledge alone is the means for liberation. <clears throat> In fact, knowledge also not to accomplish liberation for us, knowledge reveals the fact that liberation is already your nature. So knowledge is not going to produce liberation. Knowledge is the one that reveals what exactly your nature, like a mirror, it shows in front of you the mirror. And when you look at the mirror, what it reveals, your nature. So the same way, Shastra scriptures serves like a mirror. It shows in front of you and what exactly your nature is. <coughs> so, Tamedam, that's why in all the Upanishads it is clearly said, Tamedam Vidwan Amrita Ihabhavati Jnana Devatu Kaivalyam only through knowledge one can gain kaivalyam moksha. Liberation is through knowledge. Nowhere it is said liberation through meditation. So the first point is meditation is not a direct means for liberation. It is an indirect means, yes, but not direct means. Then the next clarification is that meditation is not prescribed for knowledge also. <laughs> you sit in meditation, you gain knowledge of Atma, that is also not possible. Because meditation is not considered as a means for knowledge. In the scriptures there are six means for knowledge. Among the six means of knowledge, meditation is not mentioned. Six means of knowledge is Pratyaksha, Anumana, Upamana, Arthavati, Anubalapti, Shabda. <coughs> Shabda means Veda, scriptures. So among these six, meditation is not one of them. So therefore, meditation is not a means for gaining knowledge. Now, <coughs> meditation is not prescribed for liberation. Meditation is not prescribed as a means for knowledge. Now the third thing we have to notice for a Vedantic seeker, meditation is not prescribed for any extraordinary experience. Mystic experience. This is another one. The reason is all experiences are, whether they are ordinary or mystic, they deal with only finite realm. Your limited field of time and space. All mystical experiences got what? A time limit. It come and go, appear and disappear. So that is not the goal of meditation or our scriptures. They are time-bound and therefore they deal with an objective universe. It is always at the realm of mind. The experience of the subject can never become an object of experience, either ordinary or mystical. We do not deny the possibility of mystical experience. No, we are not saying it is not there, please. 
through sadhana, upasana, people gain. Even yoga shastra also talk about mystical experiences, siddhis, etc., levitation, and you know, reading the mind of people. All those siddhis are possible. We are not saying it is not possible. <coughs> but a Vedantic student should not <coughs> look for this because of its limitation. It is all at the level of mind. Mind being limited or asat, it, is, it has no independent existence. Therefore, at the level of mind, it is again, it is an object, it is an objective experience. Therefore, our goal is the subject, not the objects. Therefore, they cannot come under self-knowledge. Therefore, a seeker of liberation should not be and cannot be after extraordinary experiences. We cannot <coughs> own after, run after mystic experiences because then we will continue to be a samsari. Because mystic experience, you get some kind of experience, other person got better experience, third person has got better <laughs> siddhis, then there will be a competition. <laughs> then the same samsara will continue there also. <laughs> the third point is for a spiritual seeker, meditation is not prescribed for mystical experience also. <laughs> so, even if such mystic experience come, reject them as objects. Says Gaudavadacharya in Mandukya Upanishad. Self is beyond all mystical experience as subject. Then the question is, what for this meditation? <laughs> Whatever possible uh, possibility that we thought, you are dismissing it. Now, <laughs> tell me what is this meditation for? What is the role of meditation? Now we say meditation has got two roles. First role of meditation is preparation of the mind for spiritual knowledge. That is called upasana. You can call it as a refinement of mind, tuning the mind. So first you have to tune the mind. Any music pro program, if you go, there is always, sometimes it is half an hour they tune up the instruments. <laughs> I remember once this Vina famous Vina person, he's no more, I think, Jitti Babu. And he came and then he was on the stage tuning his Vina with all other tabla and harmonium and all that instruments. And that took about, it was so nice the way they were tuning up. And after tuning up, when they were ready for the song, everybody clapped. <laughs> and he said, no, no, I have not started singing. <laughs> It is not, I have not started playing yet. So, sometimes the tuning up is so much, you know, it's so time-consuming. And because it is a wonder also, think about this, one is a veena, another is harmonium, third one is tapala, fourth one is gadam. All these things to match, it is very difficult, if you really think about it. But they match it. So the same way, our mind, before taking off into meditation, we have to tune up the mind. <laughs> and the, that refinement is very important. 
because everybody wants to meditate without thinking that with what you meditate the mind with which you have to meditate unless it is meditation friendly it is very difficult <laughs> it's like when you are taking a, a car for a long distance drive you have to see the car is road worthy <laughs> so air worthy or the ocean worthy so they see that only then they take the equipment or the vehicle for journey the same way here also the journey that we have to conduct is with our mind and our mind is not ready prepared then it will not take off <laughs> so you will sit 20 years but swami ji i have been practicing for the last 20 years meditation nothing is happening i'll guarantee you nothing will happen <laughs> why because the equipment with which you have to practice meditation has not refined yet <clears throat> this is called jnana yogyada prapti therefore you can say preparatory meditation and preparatory meditation in sanskrit is called <coughs> upasana dhyana so that is called upasana dhyana after preparatory meditation you should then gain knowledge not through upasana dhyanam you gain knowledge so we if in order to gain knowledge we have to go or after an appropriate pramanam instrum pramanam means instrument of knowledge <clears throat> like if you want to see your eyes what you should do try to see your eyes with your own eyes is it possible so you should look at a mirror isn't it then you can see some people tell you your eyes are very beautiful but you want then you become curious how beautiful it is you want to see and then the only method is what stand in front of a mirror and that mirror also should be appropriate okay suppose the mirror is dusty then you will not see or it is a concave mirror or a convex mirror and all that then also it is a problem but we should see it is the appropriate mirror then you should we'll see able to see your beautiful eyes <clears throat> the same way this mirror is like a pramana instrument of knowledge so to know the truth what is the instrument of knowledge that is called our shastra scriptures so one should gain the scriptural knowledge with the mind which is refined <clears throat> so shravanam <clears throat> the pramana the only pramana is vedas no other pramana is valid now scriptures serve like a mirror shabda pramanam now how do you get this for this you should listen to the shastras from a competent guru and then reflect upon those teaching called mananam so reflection shravanam then shravanam produces self knowledge and even i listen to the scriptures i get the knowledge but parallelly doubts are also arise in the mind <laughs> so whenever i am seeking in life vedanta whatever i am seeking in life vedanta says i already have <laughs> so this is the teaching of vedanta whatever that you are seeking in life you already have what is that you are seeking in life 
I want to live a day more. Is it that nobody wants to die today? Everybody wants to die tomorrow. You ask a 99-year-old old man, and he himself says, "Marnai acha hai." You know, he, he he wants to die. He tells that, but then you go and tell him, "Mama, can I help you?" <laughs> but then he says, "No, not today. Tomorrow." <laughs> tomorrow means what? Is postponement. Nobody wants to die because his eye is always in infinity. Why? Because infinity is my nature. Therefore, I desire to be eternal. See that which is not possible if there is no solution. See, like a mathematical problem. When there is a problem, that mathematical problem itself shows that there is a solution. <laughs> if the solution is not there, that problem would not be there. The same way here also in life also. If you have a question, if you have a desire, if there are a yearning that I want to be eternal, then there must be a solution. And that solution, the shastra says, it is there with you. Then the second desire that we have, we want to know everything. Nobody wants to be ignorant. Why do you watch uh, what you call news and all that every day? Newspaper also people read because we want to know everything that is going on. We don't want to be left out. So this is. <clears throat> so we want to know everything, but that is again Shastra says that is your nature. Knowledge is your nature, and then we want to be happy, if always. These are the three desires. But the our scripture says, whatever that you seek in life. You already have. So, but then our anubhava is what experience is contradictory. So, I am not eternal. I see, I am born sometime, then I will die one day. I cannot be eternal. Then I am not all-knowing person because I have a limitation in my knowledge. Then I am not happy always. Happiness is only an incidental thing. Most of the time, I am unhappy. This is my experience. So, <clears throat> how do you resolve that? That is called mananam reflection. So, based on the teaching of the scriptures, you reflect upon it, and then you will resolve it. You will see answers come to you from within yourself. <clears throat> Now, second stage of spiritual sadhana is to remove all possible doubts through mananam reflection. Mind itself answers based on what the mind listen from the teacher. This will make your knowledge dritat nyanam, free from doubts. Now, <clears throat> it is something like you know, Gurudev used to give an example. Relax, you are all looking very tensed. <laughs> See, Mr. Tom thought that he is the psychological problem. You see, Mr. Tom thought that he is a worm. Now, when a person thinks that he is a worm, then what is his problem? He avoids all birds. Yes. <laughs> then his wife took him to a doctor, psychiatrist doctor. And doctor tried to explain to him, Tom, you are not a worm. And he showed the worm is like this, 
and he brought a big mirror in front of him and said, look at this, this is one, look at you, you are not this. <laughs> Can you see this? This is not one, you are not one. This is one and you are you, you are a human being, you are Mr. Tom. And having married and have got children also, how can you be this one? This is a wrong thinking. So please correct yourself. Like that, so many sittings and doctor will not give the solution immediately. Slowly, slowly he will uh, because treat him and, <coughs> and every sitting is some money is there. So afterwards your time is up, next sitting appointment is fixed like that. Finally, he gave this conclusion and Tom said, okay, now I understand. I am not a worm, <clears throat> I am human being. Now then he went back, doctor also was very happy, he's cured and all that. And he went out. Suddenly after 15 minutes he came running to the doctor, sweating, panting, shivering all over. And he said, what happened to you, Tom? Sir, the problem is, I know that I am not worm, but does the bird know that I am not the worm? <laughs> because Tom saw a bird and then he got scared and he ran. <laughs> you have not taught bird that <laughs> Tom is not worm. So, this problem will be there <coughs> in the mind. Even though Shastra says you are Satchidananda Atma, but when it comes to our experience, it's totally different. <coughs> you say, I am Brahman, but Brahman knows that I am Brahman. <laughs> this is the question. So, this problem will be there for that Shavanam, Mananam, and these things should be continuously until it becomes clear to your mind. <coughs> so, <coughs> therefore with Samanam and Manam, what you gain is Nissamshayat Jnanam. Now we go through preparatory meditation in the beginning and it is called Upasana Jnanam. Afterwards, one has to switch over to Shavanam Mananam. And through Shavanam Mananam, this you can do simultaneously, okay? Upasana and then listening to the scriptures and reflecting upon the scriptures also, you can do parallelly. And when we get Dhradat Jnanam, and this clear knowledge is capable of giving you liberation. What is that total transformation of life? Liberation means freedom from Kama, Krodha, Loba, Moha, Madha, Matsarya and that transformation can be called Jeevan Mukti. But here there is a problem. <coughs> this knowledge has to produce Jeevan Mukti, means liberation. But often we find even when this knowledge is there, we are not free from mental problems. <clears throat> in spite of conviction, my mind does not enjoy the benefit of knowledge. He continued to be as bitter as before, as jealous as before, as irritant as before. Now we have to find out why this knowledge does not produce the result. 
some people ask also you are such a great person when you are talking from the platform but you come down from the platform you are as an ordinary person means what you have same ragadveshas what is the point <coughs> i seem to have the information but i don't have the transformation now i should know what are the obstacle for this knowledge to come clearly experience clearly so first is preparation of the mind sadhana then with that mind you should listen to the scriptures then reflect upon the meaning of the scriptures and then also nothing is happening <coughs> then you know sometimes some people whatever question you raise they have answers to that yeah they have thought about it they know the answers but still they are not happy <laughs> their mind is still uh, not ex- enjoying that that realization <laughs> so what where is the block there must be some block like the water is in the water tank tap is open still water is not like flowing means what there must be some block in between <laughs> it should be removed similarly once we receive the knowledge very clearly that is enough to give you the liberation but it is not happening means there is a blockage in the mind therefore pay attention to the mind mind has got certain problem which we call it as habitual notion habitual notion we have gathered many births not only from this birth many births for example in childhood to you are grown you have grown up with so many kids let us say two or three kids and one child is very brilliant second child is average and you are not even average <laughs> and that is how you grew up and at that time every time the parent introduce the children to others they will say my the first child is very brilliant <laughs> then rest of them they will not say anything <laughs> so this will what happen it create a complex in him <laughs> slowly slowly mind the kind of a complex and inferiority complex developed and that will create a problem it is there in the recesses of your mind it is there in the subconscious and it becomes a big block <coughs> so <coughs> like this we have so many habitual notions <coughs> buried in the recesses of mind those habit will not allow to enjoy the benefit of knowledge so i am just giving you one example like that so many anger must be there in you and something happened in your childhood somebody hit you somebody told you something that has kept you could not answer at that time you could not retaliate at that time so that is still kept pending <laughs> it is going on so jealousy will be there hatred will be there anger will be there so all these emotions which are there unresolved it is all kept in the subconscious 
now unless those things are not removed even though knowledge is there but knowledge will not work so remove this habitual notion and for that purpose alone mainly this nididhyasana it is the second type of meditation and this nididhyasanam consists of two exercises nididhyasanam we can call it as first is meditation gurudev used to say meditation in the beginning it is a verb means it's a kriya it is an action then meditation at the second stage is a noun <coughs> contemplation so here also two exercises first is an alert living vedanta friendly living that is very important that bhagwan is going to talk about it then second meditation exclusively spend some time to revise my own opinion about myself every unhealthy thought i replace it with positive thoughts for this alone is meditation is prescribed which we call it as vedantic meditation so as you sit in meditation you will see all your impure see beginning when you start meditation your mind become quieter you feel very good it is for another 6 months maybe 6 months sometimes it all depends upon people sometimes it is one year sometimes 6 months sometimes it is 3 months like that then what happened then you start seeing the subconscious start coming out kashaya impurities which we have buried inside start coming out and create a havoc in the mind that is the time most of the people give up meditation uh, because people around you start noticing they start saying that you are irritated now you are angry now you are this you are bad so they discourage you then that's the time people give up and then they look for another guru to come and then he gives something some other technique then you start that then afterward that also the mind get used to it then you look for another one we keep on shopping for guru and techniques whole lifetime <coughs> without knowing what is happening within us so the best method is at this time in our shastra all these are given so we have to face it <coughs> is no question of escaping it we have to face it if anger comes let us see what is the reason for that and who is the reason for it why did i get angry for what reason i got angry start thinking about it and then you go to the root cause and then you replace it with the positive thought or another method bhagwan gives also surrender to the lord offer to bhagwan <coughs> but that we may not be able to do it because we don't know how to surrender what to offer we may mechanically say i am giving it to bhagwan but it doesn't work that way <laughs> we don't know how to offer also that is another problem so it is better to go to the roots <laughs> and replace it with the positive thinking so the very fact that you are facing it itself it will slowly slowly will not have the grip over you <laughs> so gurudev used to say 
in the heat of meditation we roast the seeds of vasanas <laughs> these are all seeds of vasanas when it is roasted it will not sprout <laughs> so this is the vedantic meditation <laughs> so <clears throat> we are talking about meditation purely from the standpoint of a seeker of liberation okay our scriptures do talk about meditation for getting miraculous powers varieties of extraordinary powers they are all talked about both in puranas or in yoga shastra but a vedantic student is not at all interested in extraordinary powers from the standpoint of a spiritual seeker miraculous powers also come under bondage or samsara because they are also subject to limitation subject to comparison even they can lead to jealousy etc therefore in the yoga shastra all miraculous powers are considered to be obstacle in spiritual progress therefore a vedantic seeker is not at all interested in practicing meditation as a means for extraordinary powers but it may come to you that is the side effect <laughs> but don't consider that that is the main goal and destination <clears throat> fortunately liberation do not require any extraordinary powers we have got gnanis with powers we have also got people with powers but real no real gnanam in fact most of our puranas you will see if you read rakshasas had this extraordinary powers they can appear disappear and they can multiply themselves <laughs> they have all kinds of powers were there but in fact they abuse their powers for material benefit and therefore that particular chapter we should completely ignore <coughs> we are interested in purifying the mind and with that purified mind gain atmatnyanam and afterward assimilate that knowledge and from that angle meditation has got two fold purpose one is before the study of scriptures another is after the study of scriptures upasanam nididhyasana now <coughs> The sixth chapter of Gita talks about Nididhyasana, which we can call it as Vedantic meditation. Now, in this sixth chapter, Bhagwan divides this chapter into six topics, five topics, okay, five topics. The first topic is general preparation for meditation, Samanya Sadhanani. otherwise called bahiranga sadhanani 
this discipline which are to be observed throughout our day to day transaction because it cannot be practiced just before the meditation practice but they are the discipline to be practiced in our day to day transaction this is called general discipline why because see you have only one mind <clears throat> that mind is the one that is to be used for our day to day transaction and the same mind we have to take to the meditation seat also <clears throat> so what happens is when the mind is agitated angry suppose you had a quarrel with your boss or a spouse and that mind is taken to the meditation seat what will have you will have realization of your boss or a spouse <laughs> not bhagwan because that alone comes predominantly in the mind so therefore we have to how to there are three verses bhagwan spend on how to live in this world <clears throat> as a meditator how you should live in the world with reference to objects with reference to circumstances with reference to human being <laughs> ಸಾಧನಾನಿ these are to be observed just before the practice of meditation that is antaranga sadhanani how to sit that that bhagwan is going to talk about it in this uh, this chapter how to sit where to sit and what should be your attitude how to keep your body straight etc and where to look also even that much detail bhagwan is given <laughs> then third one is dhyana swarupam the process of meditation what is meditation is it a thoughtless stage or a remaining still or silent or transcending the mind this is the topic there the nature of meditation then fourth one is dhyana phalam what is the result of meditation is it levitating or reading someone's mind what is the what is expected of in a vedantic meditation sometimes we think that levitation is good when you are stuck in a traffic jam <laughs> whole car can be levitated and uh, you feel that anyway now fifth one is the obstacle and their remedies because jnana pratibandha parihara most of the time when we sit for meditation that is the time sleep comes to us very easily <laughs> and sometimes meditation can be a, a remedy for sleep or people got sleep apnea and all that this is the best way <laughs> now how to overcome that or also we should see of these five lord start with the general preparation now what is the significance of general preparation as i said we have only one mind to do our day to day transaction then also practice meditation therefore 
we should see that the mind is not get too much emotional because emotions are good. There is nothing wrong that. But what happens is what we get violently emotional. <laughs> that violent emotion is the problem which we cannot handle in the meditation seat. So, suppose you are you are coming back from office and you you are thinking about you are hungry. You are thinking about the food that your wife is prepared. At that time, you speed and you don't even notice your speedometer is going high, and suddenly you hear a siren. <laughs> and at that time, you start you start quarrelling with the cop also. <laughs> And one person told me that, you know, Swamiji, I was stopped and I asked this cop, what, what did you ask? He said, there are so many people are going fast and why are you catching me only? He said, said, the cop was very cool and said, how can I catch everybody? Today you are, (laughs) your chance, you got bad luck. So, you can't catch everybody, (laughs) that's not possible. So, I caught you today. I will catch others also. <coughs> so, therefore, Lord Krishna says you should learn the art of keeping the mind in balance. Means samatva. By balance, we don't mean emotionless mind. Totally free from emotion means like a stone. We can have emotion but not violent emotions. Therefore, the first preparation for meditation is learning the art of keeping the mind in balance, matvam. Don't get carried away with situation. <clears throat> How to get samatvam? This topic was discussed in second chapter, third chapter, fourth chapter, fifth chapter, all these chapters. Bhagavan said, samatvam yoga uchyade, in second chapter Bhagavan talked. Oh, karma yoga is the best method of gaining samatvam. Now, therefore, in the first three verses, Bhagavan is going to talk about the art of karma yoga and through that karma yoga, how can gain the balance of mind. With this, we start our Gita, sixth chapter. Okay. Shri Bhagavan Uvacha Anashita Karma Phalam Karyam Karma Karodiyam Sasanyasi Chayogicha Nirakhnirna Chakriyaham Towards the end of fifth chapter, Bhagavan introduced this meditation. And the fifth chapter end, he introduced meditation. Therefore, Bhagavan is not waiting for Arjuna to ask any question. <laughs> he himself starts this sixth chapter. Most of the time you see Arjuna's question to start this chapter, but here you see Bhagavan Vaja. 
भगवान से अनाश्रित कर्म फलम कार्य कर्म करोति परफॉर्म्स हिज ड्यूटीज पाउंटन ड्यूटीज नियतम कुरु कर्मत्वम कर्म जायोख्य कर्मण तो वी लर्न दैट इन थर्ड चैप्टर तो व्हाट इज गिवन टू यू एज नित्य नैमित्य कर्म इज कॉल्ड नियतम कर्म नित्य कर्म डेली ड्यूटीज whether it is the duty of a husband or duty of a wife or duty of an officer in the office or duty of a citizen or duty of your as a father or a son all these are coming under nitya and nitya karma then naimitya karma is occasional duties attending the parties whenever you are called and organizing parties whenever you have you are tired of eating out every time everybody calls and then you feel obligated you have to call them also then you organize the parties and somebody is in the hospital go and visit them with the bouquet of flower and encourage that person to get out of this hey we will have that party we will go there together and that don't make him more sad okay <laughs> there are some people who why remember one person who was in the hospital with a uh, with eye operation you know? and this man goes and tells see my friend also had the same operation he became blind now <laughs> what kind of a person so this kind of thing don't do it <laughs> you should you should encourage it's called naimitya karmas Shardhakarmas, etc. So, wedding anniversary, wedding and attending some wedding or wedding anniversary. These are the things, Naimitya Karmas, they should do. These are all very social. <coughs> Don't say that I am studying scriptures, now I am not interested in all these activities. Don't say that. This is your duty. You should do that. now bhagwan says a person who perform his duties he is a sanyasi he is a yogi <laughs> this is very contradictory isn't it everybody is now all of us are called sanyasi all of us called yogi to nahi hai bhai but there is a difference here anashita karma phalam <clears throat> even performing duties also we expect some result ये तो मेरा ड्यूटी है यू नो लाइक दैट वी से बट इन साइड द माइंड देर इज सम एक्सपेक्टेशन आई एम डूइंग माई ड्यूटी टूवर्ड्स माई फैमिली बट वॉट इज योर एक्सपेक्टेशन द एक्सपेक्टेशन ऑफ फैमिली दैट दे शुड बी ग्रेटफुल टू यू एटलीस्ट एट कमेंट यू नो एटलीस्ट से थैंक यू वंस इन अवे नॉट ऑलवेज वंस इन अवे ग्रेटफुल टू यू दिस शुड बी <laughs> I remember a joke. You know, a person in India, they were traveling in a bus, and then uh, another stop. One young lady came. The whole uh, bus was full. So this uh, old man thought that this young lady. So he got up and gave her the seat. 
and she sat there without saying anything. Then after some time this man went close to her ears and uh, asked, did you say something? He said, no, I didn't say anything. Then after some time again he went and asked her, did you say something? No, I didn't say anything. Third time again he asked her, she said, am I supposed to say something? <laughs> then he said, no, I thought I heard you saying thank you. <laughs> Think about it. He expected her to thank. He gave out of his what you call generosity or whatever it is, he did a noble work, that job, and afterward be content with that. But he expected what? For thank you. <laughs> and for that he is demanding also thank you. So this is our attitude. Therefore Bhagavan here says, this karyam karma, whatever your duty is that is given to you, but anasrita karma bhala. So don't depend upon the phalam result. Phalam will come, as we know, whenever you perform an action according to the law of nature, result will come. There is no doubt about it. But you are thinking about it continuously reveling in the result, <laughs> dreaming about the result. Because some people, before starting action itself, they start thinking about the result and the money they get, they already spent. <laughs> Mentally they already spent. <laughs> then they feel miserable. <laughs> they feel already poor <clears throat> before gaining the benefit. So that kind of thought, when mind is traveling in the future all the time, thinking about the result, he will not be able to function properly. He will not be able to <laughs> perform his job properly. So Bhagavan here says, Anashida karma palam karyam karma karoti yaha. This person, whoever he be, he perform his duties while performing the action, planning etc. is very important before undertaking any activities. But while performing the action, he is not doing it for the sake of result. The very fact that it is my duty, I should perform it, and in performing itself, he fulfill his, he gains his satisfaction. That person, being totally, there is a sense of renunciation of result. Sasanyasi Sayogi, Bhagavan says, so even though sannyasi doesn't mean only an ochre rope person, sannyasi means the attitude, the growth in the inner personality. <laughs> so here he says, sasannyasi, yogi. <clears throat> so sannyasa means the one who give up kartrutta bhavana. <laughs> kartrutta bhavana means that I am the doer. The doership is the one that is given up. Everything that is does or that is done by me, it is the will of God. I have totally, I have no ego. Whatever I do is Ishwararpanam. Iti Bhava. This is called Sannyasa. And Yogi is the one who give up the result of action. 
considering that whatever acts whatever result that come it is coming from the lord it is a prasada so this two both are renunciates one renounced renounces the kartrutta bhavana another renounces the result therefore he is a sanyasi he is a yogi why he perform action without expecting any result consider that it is his duty <laughs> so ana this is called karma yoga okay bhagwan talked about this before is summarizing it and giving it in a brief way <laughs> so sanyasi so yogi cha <clears throat> na niragnihi na cha akriya so generally sanyasa means a person who give up agni agni stands for rituals okay so agni stands for ritual ritual stands for what desire fulfillment see all the rituals because you have certain desire and that desire you try to fulfill in a normal way you are not able to fulfill it so seek the help of bhagwan so therefore you perform this particular ritual you please lord ganesha or you please lord hanuman ji or please vishnu bhagwan and then what is that pleasing him what desire you have you want to fulfill that is how rituals are performed sanyasis when they <coughs> take sanyasa the last homam is called viraja homam and they give up Con- completely the rituals especially paramamamsa yoga the yoga, yoga sampradaya that there are dandis swamis they continue rituals because their danda is there they continue the shankaracharya etc there are dandis swamis they continue to perform rituals to maintain the tradition <coughs> people like us we have given up that danda also so that we will be able to do prachar <coughs> we'll be able to mingle with the families and become one with the families and they will be able to we will be able to guide them lead them to this type of life so for that we have given up that then once you have that you have certain uh, you have to observe certain procedures nobody can touch you nobody can come near you all kinds of ritual the body and all everything are there but that is given up so a person who has given up that then afterwards he should not take up rituals <coughs> ritual stands for it's not that he should not do ritual not desire prompted rituals <laughs> okay he may perform ritual for loka kalyanartham for the benefit of the society for the benefit of the ashram etc ashramavasis he may do that but not for himself gaining certain desired result <coughs> so niragni akriya akriya means a person <coughs> sanyasi is not <coughs> supposed to take up a job because you know <coughs> he is a sanyasi but he has got lot of time let me go and do some job in the, you know gas station pumping gas and things like that <laughs> sanyasi dress mein ja ke udhar pumping gas hai hai sam hum job idhar 
अरे क्या करे भाई जरा टाइम पास कर रहे हैं नॉर्मल पीपल वेट नो क्रिया मीन्स वॉट यर यस नो डिजायर टू डू एक्शन मीन्स नो पर्टिक्युलर डिजायर टू बी फुलफिल्ड सो डिजायर मेक्स यू एक्ट एक्ट फॉर वॉट फुलफिलमेंट ऑफ द डिजायर सो दिस सन्यासी डजेंट हैव अ डिजायर सो दिस नो एक्शन नेसेसरी फॉर हिम ही मे डू एक्शन फॉर लोक संग्रह So like Krishna himself said that you know, in three world I have nothing to gain, but still I am engaged in activity. <coughs> so that is for the setting an example to the humanity. He may do that, but generally people think that if a sannyasi, if he doesn't do ritual or he doesn't do any activity, he is called sannyasi. Bhagwan says no, no. That doesn't make you a sannyasi. Na na niragnihi na chakriya. That is not the sign of sannyasa. What is the real sign of sannyasa? Anasiddha karma balam karyam karma karodiya. <coughs> a person perform his duties without expecting any. Not here it is anasiddha hai this. Not depending upon the result. See, not expecting is one thing, but not dependent upon the result. See, dependency is very difficult to handle <coughs> because that makes you a slave. Your freedom is totally gone, completely gone, because you expect that. So you are dependent upon the result for your livelihood. You think that if I don't get the result. Where will I go? What will I do? What will happen to my family? What will happen to my life? All this agitation will come to you. So that is a problem. <coughs> so this sannyasi will not have that problem at all. He is not worried. He has totally surrendered to the Lord, and he will take care of me. This thought. So nashidak karma balam karyam karma karodiya. स सन्यासी स योगी च न निरग्नि न जाग्रिहासी A yogi is the one who gained certain peace and tranquility in the mind because of what he is no more anxious about the result. The moment you are free from anxiety for the result, then your mind becomes calm. And sannyasi also is free from this ego; he is also calm. 
So therefore, this karma balatyaga will make this person one sannyasi and another is yogi, both. <coughs> so he is sannyasi, he is yogi. So sannyasi cha yogi cha na nirakter na Continuing. Yam sannyasamiti prahuho Yogam tam vidhi pandava Nakya sanyasta sankalpa Yogi bhavati kaschana Yams prahuhu They say the wise say, what is that? Yam sannyasam idi, that which they call renunciation, sannyasam, know that to be yoga. Prabhu yogam tam vidhi pandava. <coughs> so, in fact, really speaking, sannyasa and yoga, there is not much of a difference. <clears throat> Yogi also has to give up. Renunciation is in both. Uh, sannyasi also renounces. Yogi also renounces. Both what? Results of action. But they don't res- renounce action. Action you are not allowed to renounce. You are allowed to renounce only the benefit of action. So therefore, both are sannyasa and yoga. There is no difference. Unless you are a yogi, you cannot be a sannyasi. Nakya sannyasta sankalpaha yogi bhavati kaschana So, nahi asanyasta sankalpaha Unless you renounce your sankalpa, yogi bhavati kaschana, you will never become yogi. One can never become a yogi if one is not renounced his sankalpa. Now, this is a very, in second chapter we, we saw that. Jayato vishayat pumsa sangaste shubhajayate. Sangat Sanjayate Kamat Kamat Krotho Vijayate Krothat Pavati Sammohaha Sammohas Pradivi Brahma Smriti Brahmshat Buddhinasha Buddhinasha Pranasyati. So Sankalpa Prabhavan Kaman Sarvan Parthamanogadan. So this going Bhagavan is going to talk about it again. <laughs> so this Sankalpa means thought, desire. Unless this person give up this desire, he cannot be a yogi or cannot be a sannyasi. So this thought, desire is the problem. How? Think about it. See, suddenly a thought explodes in your intellect from nowhere. 
If you are sitting there, why not I do this? Thought comes. And once that thought comes, what happens? Mind picks up that thought and mind magnifies it. And it starts showing so many pictures, beautiful pictures about it. And if I get this, I will have that, I will have this. It's called imagination. Most of the joy is in the imagination, not in doing. <laughs> when, when you really do it, there is no real joy. But thinking about it, there is a big joy. Huh. <clears throat> and before coming to America, you have dreamed about coming to America, isn't it? What all the dreams you had after coming here? Sabkaya? <laughs> old dream is gone now. Some, some people regret also. <laughs> Especially going through winter and things like that, you know. And here to early morning catch the train. That is the time you regret. I don't know why I came to this country. <laughs> In our country, Madras and all weather, all tropical countries. What weather, beautiful weather. <coughs> Everybody goes after their, you know, morning there will be a coffee. Then by 10 o'clock there is a beautiful lunch served. <laughs> Eating lunch only they go to the office. <laughs> that is pakka. <coughs> and 4 o'clock only some tiffin etc. That is real life. This is what life is. <clears throat> so, this sankalpa. So this sankalpa is the one that any thought that comes in your mind we catch, catch hold of it and start ruminating. <laughs> Develop on that. And this is what puts you into trouble later. We think that thinking is harmless. Nobody knows. I am not doing any harm to anybody. So why not I think? But that is the workshop for all future bondages. <laughs> because every action presupposes a thinking. <coughs> and that thinking is the problem. If you are able to control at the level of thought, you are fine. You will not get into trouble. But this is a very subtle point because it is said a thought development is at four levels. Para, Pashyanti, Madhyama, Vaikari. Four levels. Para means all thoughts are with Bhagavan now. Unmanifest. Isn't it? After the no, after half an hour, what are you going to think? Do you know? You don't know. But can you say after half an hour you will not think? <laughs> of course you will think. But a thought that is going to happen in your mind is now what? Unmanifest, isn't it? Para. Then what happened after the lecture is over, suddenly a thought rises in your mind. <coughs> I don't think I had dinner today. I don't think anybody Charavanavanjari. <coughs> I hope they are open. 
thought. You saw the thought. Then what happened? Yes. Then, then I will order this, uh, this what you call Ravadosha, I will order or something like that. Then you develop on that thought. I am going to order that, I am going to order this. Very good. And then on the way, start thinking, no, 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 that is not good and this is good. And then afterwards, Sankalpa Vigalpa comes, not that, no, no, that's not good, then this will have Like this, on the way you are thinking. Called Madhyama. Then afterwards, what? Vaigari. Then it, you manifest that thought. When you go to the restaurant, you tell, I want this. <laughs> I manifest. They call Vaigari. These are the four levels of thought development. <clears throat> so, at the level of Pashyanti, when the thought rises in your mind, when you see that thought, at that level you have control. You can stop it. <clears throat> no, nothing doing. I am going straight home. <laughs> My wife has must have prepared some food. Let me not waste it. <laughs> then that development will not be there. Madhyama Vaigari won't be there. So this is what Bhagavan says, Nahi asanyasta sankalpaha yogi bhavati kaschana <clears throat> Unless we learn the knack of Dismissing, cancelling the impulses that is rising in our mind due to our past vasanas. So in Gita also Bhagavan, third chapter says, Tayoho vasam nagasche tauhasya paripanthinav. So, Indres indriyas indriyas jatho jagat pesho vivasthitav Tayoho vasam nagasche tauhasya paripanthinav. So these are natural. <clears throat> that what is that? When you see an object, our eyes or the ears or the senses get attracted to that particular object. These are all very natural. But don't get carried away with it. Don't get affected by it. This is in your hand. That is why human beings are considered blessed. Among animals, human is considered the blessed because of this ability of choice. We are blessed with choice. When choice is, choice means what? Freedom. Freedom to choose. Animals are not given the freedom to choose. They are programmed by nature. So in, in a dog cannot be unfaithful. They are programmed by nature to be faithful. <coughs> that is why in India, you know, those days, nowadays I think little change is there. <laughs> because on the road when you drive, so everything will come there. Human beings come, buffalo comes, cows comes. <laughs> All those animals... Everybody will be, it is their apna raja. <coughs> they consider it is their place, so they walk very leisurely on the road. <laughs> so when it is said, when a buffalo <coughs> passing through the, I mean, uh, a cow passing through the uh, road, you honk, then she will pass. Then, <coughs> if it is a buffalo, then you have to stop. <laughs> and until the buffalo passes, <clears throat> if it a human being, it is said, 
you don't know which side you will go. <laughs> you have to turn around and go, he says. <laughs> because this man will jump any time, which side? Because he has got a freedom. Suddenly he will think, let me go this way. <clears throat> so human being has this freedom to choose which is a plus, which is also a minus. <clears throat> because that is why animals do not have dharma, adharma. What is righteous, what is righteousness, what is unrighteousness, they don't have to worry about it. Because they are programmed by nature. When they are hungry, they hunt for some animal, they kill it and eat it. They are not worried whether it is a punya karma, papa karma, this is, they are not punished for it also. Because they don't kill for sport. Human being, we kill for sport. Whereas when we perform, because the choice is given, we are told this is dharmic work, this is adharmic job. But if we choose the adharmic one, we incur sin. <coughs> we choose dharmic one, we incur merit. This is the difference. So, asanyasta sankalpaha yogi bhavadigaschana. So one who is asanyasta sankalpaha, one who is not able to give up or renounce this sankalpa, he can be, he can never be a yogi or a sannyasi. <coughs> now through the third verse is a conclusion of that, uh, the, the uh, karma yoga part, so Bhagavan was summarizing the karma yoga. Karma yoga is what? Karma performed with certain attitude yoga buddhi. So when the result comes, the attitude should be prasada buddhi. And before starting the activity, one should offer that activity unto the Lord. <coughs> Such a person is a sannyasi, even though he is a grastha, but he is a sannyasi, that is a yogi. Now through this what happened? The third verse is, let us read. Arurutshor muner yogam Karmakarana muchyate Yoga Rudasya Tasseva Yoga Rudasya Tasseva Shamakarana Muchate Shamakarana Muchate oh, We have to we do one thing. We'll practice meditation. Start today on onwards. <coughs> Sit quietly at least five ten minutes. Then tomorrow onwards we'll... Then you'll see Bhagavan himself is going to give us instruction, we'll follow that. So can we uh, off the lights? In the light
people who are sitting in the floor, it's easy, just uh, maximum base and uh, sit erect. <coughs> and people who are in the, in the chair, they keep the feet flat on the ground and sit straight. Watch your breath, breathe in and breathe out a few minutes. Slowly bring to your mind the Lord of your heart, Lord Krishna, Lord Ganesha, Anumanji, Ramchandaji, Lord Shiva, Devi, any one of them. Try to Visualize the form clear, as clear as possible.
struggle even if the form disappears from the mind doesn't matter Shabbat um, shalom.